0: Welcome to the Hunted and Gathered podcast. We're hunting and gathering home design, decor, and renovation ideas from designers, bloggers, and do-it-yourselfers from across Canada and beyond. Discover your inner designer and be inspired to make your own living space feel more like home.
1: Today, I'm chatting with interior designer Joel Bray. You know him from the pages of Canadian House and Home Magazine and The Marilyn Dennis Show. When Joel isn't solving our decorating dilemmas or giving his expert advice on how to style your home, he's creating classic interiors infused with youthful energy. Joel has a great eye for design, and his spaces feel warm, personal, and inviting. Joel, thanks so much for being on the show today.
0: Oh, thank you. Thanks for those kind words, too. Oh, well,
1: I'm so glad that you're here, um, and, you know, I've been watching your career while you've been um, working for the magazine, and I just love your your style, and I just want to know, how did you get started in this field?
0: Well, I guess, well, thank you, first of all, um, I, I was young age, I guess, as most designers probably were. I have very distinct memories of um, a, actually, a Royal Home Prefab Home Catalog that my parents had around, and I was just so fascinated with the floor plans in, in this catalog, and I would look at it for hours and hours and hours, and just imagine how people would live in the spaces and move through the rooms, and just the, it was my kind of first real experience with the design lingo of like what a bungalow was, what a Cape Cod-style home was, and it kind of just evolved from there. I was a huge fan of the British decorating show Changing Rooms, which later became pretty spaces in the Oh, West. I
1: love that show. I remember that so well with Handy Andy. I know. Yeah, yeah.
0: and it was just like a more even more eccentric version of the American yeah. one.
1: But
0: That was pretty like that was the beginning of kind of the core being in people's minds and so available, mm-hmm. I think, and I was just so fascinated to think that this is somebody's job. Like someone is actually like being paid to go into these rooms and just turn them into something special and yeah, it just kind of was, I was hooked from that moment on. Oh,
1: that's so great.
0: And then I guess from, from there, I, I really I went to school for fine arts and then started studying interior design at Humber, uh, Humber College. And um, actually, I left before I was finished at Humber. I, I got an internship working with House and Home Magazine.
1: Oh.
0: Uh, I kind of just set off running in okay. a way. And um, I never looked back. I was there for about 10, almost 10 years before I left to kind of to work on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
1: that's really great, and I'm sure you know that the the experience you had at the magazine has just been invaluable in your own design uh, oh, firm.
0: Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, well, it's it's allowed me to see the inner workings of, of the industry mm-hmm. and meet with so many different people and just ask questions, and it it really truly was, um, and just even kind of develop my developing my own aesthetic. And you're you're it's impossible to not be influenced by some of the greats are just other people that are working in the industry and kind of taking from what they do so well and kind of developing it into your own look and like what you really kind of stand for and what your point of view is mm. and they kind of over the, the last 10 years that's kind of what I was able to do in a lot of ways and and I guess it's also it's a different type of industry because like the magazine it's all about let uh, capture a home in, in say 12 photos or, or 15 photos and so I kind of I think about it like that a lot like thinking about sightlines thinking about like what someone walks into—it's kind of designed from a magazine editor's standpoint, mm-hmm. in a in a sense, because it's kind of just ingrained in the aesthetic. Right.
1: That's a great <laughs> perspective, though, that, and probably some yeah. that a lot of, uh, well, probably most designers wouldn't have—that you have that advantage for them. That's really great. Well, so, yeah,
0: thinking of thinking about how it would be looked public mm-hmm, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Or, <laughs> yeah,
1: but you know, that's you do yeah. want that wow factor, especially if you've um, invested a lot in a space. You do want that feeling that when someone walks in that space, they're like, "Wow, this is great." Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So how how mm-hmm. do you describe your decorating style?
0: Well, I mean, it's a real mix. I, feel it's, I'm, I have a traditionalist at heart, is what I usually mm-hmm. say. I, I'm always drawn to antiques and things that have soul, or, or, or kind of, or even icons. Like, there's a lot of mid century pieces mm-hmm. that kind of can work just as well as, as any sort of um, antique. But I think it's that mix that I, I always long for, and, and finding the perfect balance of old and mm-hmm. new. Um, and then also just creating tension like something that feels a little too too pretty for, per se or maybe a little kind of leaning to in the traditional side of things. like I like to to add a little tension, whether that's through art or through just modern accessories. but I think it's just this eclectic mix really mm-hmm. that um, in my own home it's it's things that I love and I like to be able to and I always say that if, if you love things, like they'll work together and they'll always like they'll'll they'll last for a long time versus kind of piecing it together because it, it works within a palette. Exactly. Or it, has to be, it has to be something that you truly oh, love. Oh, yeah, but.
1: for sure. Because if you just, mm-hmm. you know, ran over to whatever, HomeSense, and, and picked it up, yeah. you're not going to have that same attachment to it. But if something, you know, a, exactly. an heirloom or, you know, it has a great story Absolutely. around it, yes, yeah. yeah. I,
0: and there's a time of a place for those kinds of stores, but I always think of them as being like maybe a temporary solution mm-hmm. until you find the thing you really love right. or, or just to kind of fill in a few gaps. And, I mean, it's not always about spending the most amount of money either. I'm a big fan of, like, making something look like it's way more expensive than it was or or taking something out of the rough like you found at a, at a vintage store or even, like, Valley Village and, and bringing it home and putting a new lampshade on it that probably costs ten times as much right. as the lamp base itself. But all of a sudden it looks like a million dollars and it's, it's one of a kind. It, it, or it's not one of a kind, but it's, it's more unique right. and uh, it's a lot more special and kind of has a story that only you know and if you want to tell people from a junk story you can.
1: <laughs> oh, I think that's so great. I think, I love when people yeah. tell me those stories. You go into their home and you see this incredible piece. They're like, oh, I, I picked yeah. it up the side of the road. And, you know, you exactly. just have that moment like, yeah. oh, I wish I was there. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah. just being able to, like, identify, oh, my goodness, that's so mm-hmm. great. And, like, having the eye to find it. And I, I really get a thrill out of the hunt. Mm-hmm. I've always been looking. And, and, I mean, not just, like, thrift stores, but, like, antique stores and kind of taking them out of context, like in this room full of traditional furniture, how great would this little sati look in an all-white, like, dark white condo? Right. So just the idea of a very traditional piece, like, put into a, a modern mm-hmm. space, like that kind of juxtaposition yes. and the tension that it kind of creates versus what that sati might look like in a very heavy, overloaded traditional room. Right. So I, that's kind of always the balance mm-hmm. that I'm trying to find, so, or taking a very traditional piece and... and Making the fabric uh, monochromatic, so like getting rid of the the pattern, and that kind of neutralizes a lot of what makes it potentially too sweet for to mm-hmm. some people. And uh, but then still the shape is what's kind of giving it this much more timeless sense. And uh, it's always a balance. I, I
1: like that. I like that's a good takeaway for people is is balance, having a yeah. balanced room, but throwing in Absolutely. that um, that little bit of tension as well.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's the, that's the key. I often find it comes in. like a stroke of black whether that's like through artwork or like a side table or just a bit of furniture like but every room kind of needs that black to hold Mm it together and I do think that the tension kind of comes from that in a lot of ways yeah
1: that's another good tip every room Mm -hmm. needs a little bit of black Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah it does
1: (laughs) so where do you get your inspiration from and do you have any you know favorite designers
0: yeah I mean I I guess from all over the place nowadays it's from Instagram I gotta be
1: honest like
0: I, 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 I screenshot things which is I don't know if people still do that as much but I, mostly because then I know if I really liked it, I have a screenshot of it. And um, But it, it also, it's a great way to like, oh, I like this person's work, and then all of a sudden you see a million more photos mm-hmm. of it. And, but uh, a lot through the internet. But then, um, I guess some of my biggest influences or biggest, my favorite designers, I'd, I'd say would be Rose Uniac or Ben Pentreath, both like huge British mm-hmm. designers. Um, uh, Daryl Carter, uh, Stephen Gambrel even Nate Berkus. Yes. They all have this kind of Traditional aesthetic, but they they approach it in a contemporary, like modern life kind mm-hmm. of way. Like gorgeous draperies made of silk with helmets and all of those all of those traditional aspects, but they still have this light hand and the styling and, and the, the selection of art. And just it's never overdone. Mm-hmm. It's always just elegant and kind of pared back, but um, still just full of character and, and personality. So, I mean. I'd love to be able to, to be one of those like kind of names one day, but for now, they will always just be like in my Oh,
1: I, that's so great. Yeah. And I really like that the designers that you chose, they all have something in common, how I, f- I feel they have something in common, that yeah. they're traditional but approachable. Like when I'm thinking of those designers and the rooms, you could take a cup yeah. of coffee into any of their rooms and not feel like, oh my goodness, I'm, Completely. you know, it's that, um, Something yeah. familiar and relaxed at the same time about exactly. it. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: And some I think there's also just a real importance on like the envelope, the architecture of the yes. room, like the, the proportions of the windows and the doors and the door handles and the baseboards, like all of those little details which to some might not be as important as they like your the sofa and your rug and your drapery. Um but I think that getting those elements right and the proportions of the room, um are so important to, like, kind of housing the beautiful furniture. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think that that team are those people that I look up to most are kind of, like, masters in their craft when it comes to creating the perfect envelope to then decorate.
1: That's so lovely the way you said that, but it's, no, it's thanks. true. You, I mean, you can still create um, a beautiful space in a room that doesn't have those, but that just elevates it when, when you do have those yeah, details. Completely, yeah, completely, completely. Um, So I have to ask you this next question and I like to ask everyone this question because yeah. I have to preface it by saying there's so much perfection in Instagram and so much perfection yes. oh, in Pinterest and even in magazines. I mean, you never see, yeah. uh, you know, a dirty rug or anything. Yeah, so I, I think it intimidates people thinking that their house has to be at a certain level of perfection. Mm-hmm. It has to look a certain yeah. way. So I always like yeah. to ask the experts, tell me about a decorating or a design fail because we've all had them. And yeah. so I just no, just yes. <laughs> like to put it all out there and put it in the light.
0: Yeah. Oh gosh, it happens often. I look at those living things. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's more like I Let's think about them. I, I, my own... Well, not too long ago, in my old condo, I, we had one bathroom and I decided I'm going to treat this like a powder room, which usually means breaking all the rules, like going with a dark color, making it super moody. And and I painted it this huge, like really dark shade of olive, which I love the color, but it just became the most drab, pressing little space. It doesn't have a window. It was just like, and also it, you need a little didn't have enough pretty to balance out this rich wall color, and I think it lasted probably for twenty-four hours before <laughs> I was back to painting it white. Which a bathroom that small is just worse to paint more than once. But
1: when you're trying to get ready in a space like that with that dark lighting, yeah, yeah, that's going to be terribly it, depressing.
0: It was awful. It was awful. And just was like, everything looked green. Like just didn't <laughs> have a green underdog. <laughs> it, just, oh, it wasn't you cute. just look so, ill all the time. Basically, uh, basically. And like I've seen powder rooms in that color, but I think it's, it's like a different scent. Right. You're kind of in and you're out, yes. and they're always pretty moody, and like, like, that's a good mm-hmm. thing, kind of to, to break the rules a little more, but in your single bathroom without a window, it was, it was not, not good. Oh. But, I mean, I've done that, like, again. there's been moments where we had a custom banquette built and didn't take into account the heights. Uh, that the cushion would add right. and it it, it really it, to the point that like that's not not a, something you can salvage we had to completely remove it rebuild it to, to lower the bench to not be this uncomfortable height mm. for the homeowner was uh, is extra? she was extra she wasn't tall either so it just made the problem even worse oh, so she'd
1: feel like her yeah, feet were they, dangling they, off the floor they were oh, no. <laughs> dangling
0: off the floor i'm like oh gosh there's no, and there's no real easy fix there that's like well, we have to fix it. You take right. it out and you, you do it over mm-hmm. again. But those are like, you'll, I'll never make that mistake again. No. But like recommended like seat heights is 18 to 20, but I've realized it's definitely 18 to 20 is too right. high.
1: Oh, see, they are really our <laughs> yeah. learning experiences. And you know, yes, it's are. so good to know that even the professionals make these things, you know, it's, it's not yeah, just well, it's that. us regular people.
0: Yeah, and you think you're, you're well, not sure. you know what you're doing, I'm <sighs> sure, but it's more so like you think you know what you're doing and then it, it's just, I think the mistakes usually come when it's one of many decisions mm-hmm. and it's because it's a, you're kind of firing through and, and then, but you're right with, you'll never do that. It's yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you know, I talked to a lot of people who are renovating and I know we've, we've gutted and renovated three homes, my husband and I, and it's, yeah. there's so oh, many decisions that you're making all at once. And it's amazing gosh. that you can yeah. even, um, as a homeowner like you know get dressed and mm-hmm. function and so that's where yeah. i always think it is nice to have a professional because it's personal for them but it's not their whole life yeah. right so you can take that exactly. like step back that unbiased step yeah. and kind of take a breath which um you know for sure that's why i never hesitate to hire a professional
0: yeah. i think they also a professional can also kind of help not everyone knows exactly what they like yes. they know what they don't like in some cases or like how to navigate mm. the trends. it has to kind of work through getting a look that maybe they see, have some photos that they really love, but how to then, How does that translate into my space, which maybe doesn't have the same architecture, maybe doesn't have the same general feeling, but how can, or you're kind of trying to create that same general feeling. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's usually where a professional can help.
1: A oh, lot. absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my next question is, does Canada have a design yeah. aesthetic? So is there a certain feeling? I mean, I'm sure you've traveled and, and yeah. seen how other countries decorate, especially Americans. But
0: yeah. yeah. I find that that's a really interesting question because a colleague of mine, a former colleague at uh, House and Home, DC Smithers and I, we uh, when Canada was celebrating its 150th anniversary, mm-hmm. uh, we produced a room which was kind of all about that. Like uh, what is Canadian design? And it took us months to really kind of boil that down for, for one two-page spread. Mm. I, I guess that's the thing. There's that kind of Canadiana cabin style that we're so quick to think of when you think Canadian design, but I don't think that's it necessarily. That, that's kind of a very niche market, like cottage country yes. in Ontario look. Um, but I think that especially in to now or today's day and age, there's like a newfound confidence in Canadian design, which is it's always kind of been an eclectic mix of, of things like just like Canada is in a lot mm-hmm. of ways a bit of a melting pot in the best way possible and um I, I think that we are advocates of bright white light rooms that are usually easy to change if we decide to so usually color is used in ways that are or less of a commitment mm-hmm. so a little bit more accent Wait. not not always the mm-hmm. case but i find that color is used more as accent um i think it spans from like from one coast to the other. I, I find that the west coast is a lot more contemporary, mm-hmm. um, especially in its architecture, but I think it just comes from the newness, if there's less development. There's there's not the whole slew of Victorian homes there that there are in, in Toronto, mm-hmm. per, se, per se. But I think as a whole, it, it's kind of, I don't know if it's not, if it's a cop-out to say, but it, it really is this kind of eclectic mix, but um, with a, a, I don't know, with comfort forward for being too fussy or too formal. Um, we don't. We're kind of straying away from the idea of these rooms that people don't sit in mm-hmm. as much, like utilizing the home. And it's kind of, I think, really follows along the same lines as like the Canadians, how we're pretty as people: right. friendly, warm, nice. Um, I mean, nice in a good way, not in that kind of neither here nor right. there way. Ah. Um, but then also flexible and and the ability to change and adapt, and that much like Canadians are as well.
1: I have never heard this, qu- this question answered so well, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. I just love that you,
1: um, equated it to the personality of Canadians. And I, I really do think that's yeah. so true. Um, you okay. know, I, I have traveled, I haven't traveled all the way to the West coast, but you know, I've, yeah. I've gone a little bit and all the way to the East coast. And I think when you said it's yeah. comfort and it's, uh, that welcoming, you know, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah. done. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, do you get asked for that Canadiana look very often?
0: Yeah, I mean, I find, that, um, I find that usually the people that approach me are wanting to be pushed a little. I, sh- I mean that because oh, they, Like yeah. they're kind of they they know what they might do, or, but they're kind of looking to for a professional to kind of potentially push them out of their boundaries a little mm-hmm. bit. And I kind I don't want to do that for the sake of doing it, but kind of introduce them to certain elements that they might not have considered like i mean some designers might consider it not a big deal but like ceilings that are a color not just white Mm -hmm. or like those kind of small little decorative things but yeah you know i think as a whole like most of my client projects do fall into that realm of 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 this mix this 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 multiple looks like i never i wouldn't be able to just produce like a totally contemporary space or a totally traditional Mm -hmm. space so it does fall in that range and and I'm always thinking about it from like a practicality point of view, but still aesthetic in mind. And and comfort isn't very important. And honestly, I just want it to be a reflection of them. I never want it to look like it should be me that's living in there because that's not the mm-hmm. case. It's their home. It has to be full of things they love. And and never just clear cutting. I love to be able to like reuse some pieces or reupholster pieces or bring back in like um, case goods that still work really well in the grand scheme of mm-hmm. things. But so there's still a sense of this ev- like evolving room, not just like we started from scratch because we didn't like any of our furniture right. anymore. Which is just that. Oh, no,
1: that's it's true because yeah. at some point, the you know your clients loved something about that. They, there's something in their home it that is, made them yeah. want to purchase that item. Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. or it's an heirloom mm-hmm. that they just don't see it working because they now mm-hmm. want like all this grayed wood or, or spr- yes. and they don't see the mahogany incorporated. But it's just a matter of kind of figuring out a. I know, A combination of things, but that mahogany side table still looks beautiful in this room. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, just pairing it back a bit. Yes.
1: All right. So mm. I think I know how you're gonna you're gonna answer the next question just based okay. on what you said. But I want to talk <laughs> yeah. a little bit about trends. So how yeah. do you feel about uh, current trends? And have you yeah. seen anything you know kind of coming down um, of that course. you're excited about?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm an advocate of trends. I feel like they keep us excited. Oh, see, sure. I, I, just, I, was, I always, thought you
1: were going to say that you would prefer to kind of do like a a conservative yeah. mix or something. So, yeah, I'm happy to hear yeah. that. Good.
0: Well, you know what? I I think I do. I mean, that's like where my heart is. But I think like I still like see something and like, wow, that's really mm-hmm. cool. Or it's good to know that there's still new ideas in some sense. You're not just reproducing the same things over and over. Sure. And, but I guess I say that I dabble in them. So I would use them in ways that I could, well, I. Like, really did that for a few years and now i'm going to change yeah. it out. So i i I'm, there's certain elements like i'm a i'm a brass like a tarnished brass yeah. like hardware on cabinets versus like a brass vented kind of guy so i feel like you've like just enough of a trend is usually where i kind of like to draw the line um but yeah i think something that i'm really excited about like a material or a <clears throat> like a specific thing but i've been seeing a lot of interesting i know this is really specific but i it's the idea of a a bed having to be placed in the middle of the room with a nightstand on either Mm -hmm. side of it it's such a it's like the way you decorate a room a bedroom you um but more recently especially in like gorgeously appointed like new york apartments where there's a double bed and it's pushed to the wall on one side and then a full-size dresser and it it just is it's breaking all the rules because you're I mean to have a bed just up against the wall we think that's a masterful faux pas, mm-hmm. but when decorated properly and when you put in a long dresser instead of two awkward nightstands mm-hmm. and um, and then a wall sconce where it's kind of touching the bed but basically just kind of rethinking these rules that we think of as being like non-breakable right. when it comes to planning yeah. um, and I think along the same lines I, I'm really excited about the more salon style living rooms so not like just a massive couch facing the, the television but if you have a large enough room to kind of to break it up and to have multiple seating zones and like maybe two chairs and an ottoman for a read like i just like the idea of not always i mean salon style is not necessarily trying to sit around forever but but just thinking beyond the typical rules of furniture placement mm-hmm. um it, it just seems more exciting to me in a lot of ways yeah
1: and and a lot more uh conversational and and cozy especially yeah exactly yeah and yeah oh that's
0: neat. totally i mean it depends on how you live in the space Mm -hmm. like if it's just a family of six and you want to be watching the television all the time like by it all means like go for that big size sectional sofa. but if and when like think about like how would this room work best Mm -hmm. and and versus how do i have to set up this room right and i if if done well i think they're both usually very successful
1: oh those are great tips yeah so, and yeah. i do like the the bed pushed up against the wall of course in my yeah. head i'm thinking like okay would that be easy to change the sheets if you have a partner how are yeah. they going to get in bed yeah. but who cares about all that it's just from a design perspective it looks so great yeah,
0: yeah. and it well, it's more so like taking advantage i mean rooms are especially in city centers like Bedrooms are smaller and smaller and smaller. So I think, well, there's no way that could fit a king size or a queen size bed or a double bed, but it does fit. It's just we have to kind of now like rethink Mm -hmm. like the positioning of the bed, and then how do we make it not look like a mistake or make it? That's what I think I found so intriguing by these rooms that I've seen. I almost want to send you a couple of these
1: pictures. Oh, I'd love that because it
0: seems okay. It's just seeing it done, you're like, wow, that really does work, and it doesn't look like an accident. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I find so intriguing about it.
1: Oh, you know what? Put them – send them to me, and I'll put them on the the show notes for this. Yeah. Yeah, so people can can have a look. But that's – I think that's really cool. I do like those kind of things where it's not – it's not a new trend and it's a new item but it's a new way it's a, yeah. just a different way to use what you have or just to to exactly. rethink something and it's kind of like yeah it kind of blows your mind a little bit and it's so simple just we just yeah. pushed it up against yeah, the wall exactly. yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. that's really cool and then
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think as far as like trends that I could probably like I don't know I live without but I'm as much I'm a big fan of the pattern tile but I'm feel like i'm worrying it's, it's such a huge commitment yes. like that's really overly i mean i love this look of the cement and caustic tiles mm-hmm. i think that if i can give one suggestion it would be to stay clear of the multi-pack ones where there's like many different patterns yes. okay. but try to like where it's more like all one pattern because um, i think there's something timeless with that mm-hmm. like byzantine like like for centuries we've been seeing those kinds of patterns the kind of the patchwork look to me, I think, will eventually feel a little time stamped, mm-hmm. which that's kind of what I always call it. Time stamp meaning, like, not a bad thing. I just, you can tell at what moment in time that that was probably. Installed.
1: Absolutely. I, I often have that yeah. thought, too. You know, I'll be looking at a home that's really dated, and you'll go, oh, this is a 70s yeah. home. And I I immediately mm-hmm. think, oh my goodness, what will a, uh a, you know, 2000 home look like? Or, totally. You know, and you can yeah, even kind of right. see it. Like, if yeah. it was decorated. <laughs> Late 90s, early 2000s, you can see that. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Totally, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or the early, mid 2000s, there's zigzag patterns everywhere. uh, I really got into that
1: at one (laughs) point. That was fun. (laughs) But those are like, yeah.
0: yeah, well, those are the those are the small trends if we can excuse ourselves for. It's yeah. like the, the prom dresses with the puffy sleeves. Right. Everyone was yeah. doing that, so you got to do that exactly. It <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, <Yeah. laughs> so, besides the um, the kind of those patchwork tiles, is there any yeah. other trends that you're kind of happy to let go of?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of been happening for a while, but I think we're slowly letting go of gray, mm-hmm. especially as Canadians. I mean, it, it's still a staple. I think it, it, every room can use a little bit of it, but it's all just warming up, like these kind of more putty tones or it's and I find them just softer and more livable than mm-hmm. we were just so afraid of builder beige because it had such a like late 90s or early 2000s mood so I think people are still afraid of oh I don't want it to be beige mm. I'd rather it be gray but I think the gray is slowly becoming less the only like that's the only neutral mm-hmm. color people will paint their walls where I think people are kind of breaking out of that a bit or like using pale pale shades as neutrals which I am oh, a huge fan of so like, pretty of, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's when it's a soft enough color, it, it just becomes a backdrop, and you kind of you can play off it like it's a neutral in a lot oh, of Oh, absolutely!
1: But, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I am so excited about color. Like, I yeah, if I too. see one more all white room on Instagram, yeah. Yeah. It, you know, they kind of run it, together after a while, so you can't even yeah, remember. Really yeah. yeah, so
0: it's true. Like the white furniture and the okay. white walls and the I mean. Yeah. There's a time and a yeah. place, but I feel like you yeah, have. There needs to be a little. I mean, if you're doing it, you
1: might as well do That's it. Right. Like
0: Add some pattern. Add some yes. color. Add... Yeah. yeah, I
1: don't want to mm-hmm. have the the white on white and that one plant. Just that one with the. Yeah, basket. exactly. No, I can already <laughs> yes, see it in my yeah. mind.
0: Exactly. Even if the white were just more like of a cream, mm-hmm. like a like a proper like like cream. Like I feel like that even has more depth it and does. interest, and feels just, it, it it feels more current somehow. Mm-hmm. Like the stark white is a little bit safe in the sense that we've seen it right. so much but you know make it like a buttercream mm-hmm. and and then i would be excited and, or more excited yeah
1: and i'm not afraid mm-hmm. to say i i'm okay with t- you know beiges and topes and there's totally. so many ways you can yeah. use them and i i'm just yeah. gonna say it but i love brown so bring back brown, yeah me too you
0: me know too. i i, I a sofa and a brown velvet oh. and my best friend was like what are you doing like this this looks writing the basement and I'm like it kind of does but i like that, I think that makes because it better. it's like total and the fact that like it's this rich warm color honestly it was a nate burkus move he did oh. it and i'm like he can have a brown velvet sofa yes. i can too and i love it i really really and do because sure the-, the other option would have been like gray or like i didn't want like a dark mm-hmm. green or a color i mean as much as i appreciate people that can go for it with colorful upholstery i needed it to be neutral and. It it's just kind of it's a hugely crowned in piece in the room because it's so warm and cozy yeah,
1: and i think having brown is there's that element of nature that you're kind of bringing in it's completely, that really yeah, yeah, yeah at least completely. canadian I, nature like just that fall and yeah, spring brown but completely. Yeah.
0: it goes it feels more dated when like paired with like red mm-hmm. and be- beige brown and red That's there's true. something about that it's a little not like oh, i but can already see that pair, Yeah, like there's yeah, or but with, with other tones, like I love it with pale, pale, pale mm-hmm. blue, or or even like that would be beautiful with white or cream or these natural kind of earthy textures like sizal and seagrass, and like there's something about that that's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's. It's a assurance.
1: Oh, I remember I can't even I don't even know what decade it this was in, but Martha Stewart did this beautiful spread yeah. and it was she used uh, like deep brown and it was velvets and she paired it with all these different mm-hmm. shades of green. Um, from really yeah, pale to beautiful. really deep. And it's yeah. one of those I can't get that out of my head. And I'm like, I I mm. need to do a room somewhere yeah. like that. And it, yeah. it felt so comforting. No. So yeah.
0: It would. Mm-hmm. That's like nature like yes. wrapping around. Yeah.
1: So much, like, yeah. yeah. So big Beautiful. fan of brown i'm glad that you, you yeah you bucked the yeah trend i really there am i really that. am
0: if i had to say brown over gray i would always I'd be mm-hmm. brown
1: yes sure. me as well mm-hmm. yeah and it reminds me of chocolate cool. which you can never go wrong with that yeah with
0: no <laughs> one <of laughs> that's course. right
1: yes um okay so when you were at house and home you helped readers solve their decorating dilemmas in the ask a designer column yeah. so can you share mm-hmm. some of the most common decorating mistakes that we're all making and, yeah. and how we can fix them
0: of course. I should I should say I actually am still doing live oh, so every other month I still answer I and that's kind of like my still part time job with Good. them. I do it every other month, which has been mm-hmm. fun to kind of kind of keep in touch mm-hmm. with them and still be a part of it on some level. But yeah, I, I mean I'd say the most common questions we got, believe it or not, were always paint colours. I think yeah. people have a, a hard time kind of committing. But more so than ever was outdoor paint colours. I think that oh. it's a way more daunting task to like to paint the room, you're like, oh, that didn't work. Let's paint it back. But when you're dealing with colors outside, they 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 really do read completely different because, I mean, the light is. You need them to be, I think, more intense mm-hmm. or not intense, like more saturated yes. than you might expect. Or, or, grays that look gray inside all of a sudden look like you've painted your house purple. Mm-hmm. I've seen that too many times. But um, outdoor paint colors is is a is a big one that I think people have trouble with. But getting back to the question more, like, about common mistakes, um, I think it's just general planning. Um, I, I, I don't know, again, if going back to the, the way I walk into a room and see it as a series of photographs, mm-hmm. but it's, like, kind of setting up your sight lines. So when you walk in the room, like, the, you're not seeing the television necessarily as the focal. Like, right. that should protect, that should be, like, the sofa with the art above mm-hmm. it or, like, just kind of Creating a better experience in that sense But I think so many times it's because someone will move into a home and the TV jack is on that wall And that's where the TV goes and they kind of plan the room around that Mm -hmm. versus What kind of creates the best layout for how it relates to other rooms and how like basically the same thing like how it works in terms of sight lines So I think the general planning is is a big one Um, I think window coverings is another one, um, so often, I think that, I really think that a room isn't done until the windows are dressed Mm -hmm. in, or uh, in, or purposely left undressed, because I do think there's, I really love that look Mm -hmm. too, if you have beautiful windows and beautiful moldings, but there's something about, i don't know, draperies that, like, are the right length, um, with curtain rods that are, I mean, you want them to just break when they hit the Mm -hmm. floor. I like the curtain rod to go as tall as it can, um, or basically fall between the top of the window, halfway between the top of the window and the Mm -hmm. ceiling. Um, and I just think those little attention to detail when it comes to the drapery really can elevate a space in a lot of Mm -hmm. ways. Um, what else would I say? Lighting is a tricky one too. I think that so many people rely on like the one ceiling light in the center of the room. (laughs) which is usually not the greatest quality of lighting. But I understand, like, but I always think that you need to layer it up. There needs to be lamps. Um, it doesn't always have to be pot lights per se, especially if it's in a living space mm-hmm. where it's just for relaxing. But don't just rely on that one overhead light. And I often would probably not even use it, but just have the light lower, like a four lamps mm-hmm. and table lamps. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: think people don't realize yeah. how how much better they can look with like that nice totally. light, lighting, oh right? God. You have yeah. that or overhead much... light, and no one looks flattering there. I don't care no, how good you look. No. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Or also, I, I it's hard to have this conversation because it's so much better for the environment. But like the new types of bulbs, which are much more energy efficient, like some of them, the quality of light that they give off is just atrocious. Like that super yes. blue, harsh light. That it feels like you're in an office. Really, it is. And it's not helping anything. Like, don't spend time choosing a pink color that is not going to look anything mm-hmm. like that when you turn the lights mm-hmm. on. Oh, yeah. So at least having the temperature of the light bulb. Even if you want to see LED, just make sure it's not this, this really cool color that it's going to... Yeah, it just creates an uncomfortable experience. And
1: that's such a good tip because I think people can really—that you're right. I mean, even if everyone went out today and bought different light bulbs, they would just see what a difference their yeah. their wall colors would look like.
0: Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. I think so. Yeah choose the wall color in the the light that it points Mm -hmm. back to that's right that's right Mm
1: -hmm. you just packed a whole lot of goodness right in there so thank you that was (laughs) awesome but there's so much so much stuff to take away so that's that's great that was like a an ask a designer workshop all in one right there it's
0: like 10 years of like that's the the hard part when people would write in with questions and they'd be like i just finished decorating my room and then but then they'd ask for like help with a rug and i'm like oh i want to help you with so many more things you (sighs) can't you can't you have to like it's always like saying what you like yeah Mm -hmm. so it was always it's always a bit of a challenge because and even in with a client you have to kind of work with what they Mm -hmm. like and work with what they've done but those always weren't the ones that we could publish because we need to be able to give this concise like here's how to make the room beautiful even though you're only asking about a rug but like this is the, the things we would kind of check off mm-hmm. to improve
1: the space mm-hmm. but I'm sure you yeah, yeah. Sometimes you
0: got harsh.
1: and I've never really mm-hmm. thought about that until you said that you probably got a lot that you weren't able to publish that you know yeah. just wasn't <laughs> they just could just couldn't come together yeah. we'll leave it at that yeah just, yeah exactly yes yeah. yes <laughs> uh so you have a wonderful gift of making spaces look curated and authentic and personal so you have alluded a little bit to to the secret of this so so what can can you just elaborate on that
0: yeah, I mean, I think it's just patience. I, I, I've never, I do it's kind of, I've said this before, but it's kind of like the bed in the bag where you would go to the store and they like valence and the bed yes. shirt and it would all be in there and it would all match mm-hmm. and you put it in. But, and that's fine. That looks like you just bought it all right. at once versus like this thing that has evolved. Yeah. So you, and I think it doesn't have to take years, but you have to kind of be patient and think about it in a sense that like, you want it to look like it's mm-hmm. evolved um and then I also think it's about just like I kind of said before but you're just always looking for treasure mm-hmm. I, I'll never stop that I mean I'm always looking for things from the free market, or, and I collect these things sometimes knowing that they're really beautiful and that I can't have them in my own home but I'm going to then um give them to a client or, or sell them to a client yeah. to use in theirs because they're just there is like these things that are interesting and old and have a story will temper all of the things that are potentially new and a little bit mundane, looking mm-hmm. like this big sectional sofa. Right. <clears throat> so, I, yeah, it, and it's really just kind of finding that balance between um, what is new and what is found and collected and has a story. Mm-hmm. Um, I never want it, I think nowadays especially, it's also about tearing back. You can get to the point where it feels a little too collected. Yes. Maybe, you, or it depends on the space, like if you're talking like a summer home or where you kind of want that cozy, cottagey mm-hmm. vibe, but it's uh, sometimes... Too many things can take a, the importance away from say a handful that like you, you really cherish right. like but if you're um yeah <clears throat> so i i think that then more than anything that it's not going to happen overnight and if you wanted to you probably and, it, and it's probably going to look like it versus this room that's kind of evolved and has this effect i think some of the most beautiful spaces in my mind and the, the designers that i'm most um in awe of it, it just These spaces—they—they look like they could have been there for ten years ago Mm -hmm. or ten years from now, and they're kind of constantly evolving, constantly changing. Mm -hmm. And that's just how we live, to be honest. Like you, yeah. Especially people, especially like design enthusiasts. You're—you're gonna finish a space, and then you're gonna think, still thinking, like, oh, I could have done that, I could have done this. So creating something that has the ability to evolve, not just like a. A color palette that is so tight that if you find something that it doesn't fit within those two tones that ooh, doesn't work. work like that that's, you shouldn't be confined by mm-hmm. that like if you really love it then you should be able to bring it For into sure. your home and
1: it's super, yes yeah. yeah and I think a lot of people that that are uh, that do like to decorate and they watch a lot of decorating shows that's the kind of advice that they're taking they're like okay I made this color palette yeah. I and then they find yeah. something and then they think I can't have it even though I love it pretty, so yeah it, yeah like this.
0: That's hard to mm-hmm. do because then you're kind of like your and then you're all of a sudden in five years from now you're going to want to do a complete redesign because you're tired of what you've right. done versus something that has the ability to evolve mm-hmm. and, and kind of adapt as maybe your taste. Absolutely. But
1: I love yeah. that slow decorating. Um,
0: yeah, me too. I think it's really mm-hmm. yeah. I, mm-hmm. A lot of people want to, I mean, the Wayfair commercials of the world. <laughs> they want you to decorate your house in like a right. night, and like it's possible, but I just I feel like. There is, there's apt to be problems, and you probably end up wanting to change mm-hmm. it. Eventually,
1: mm-hmm. so. Well, it's the same as yeah, it's it's the same as your wardrobe. I mean, you don't just go to the mall and buy all your clothes on that absolutely. one day. Exactly. You know, it's
0: maybe one season you might like get sure. a few more things, Yeah, but, but like, you're still yeah. gonna wear
1: your favorite yeah. pair of jeans, and you're yeah. still gonna wear that cool exactly. thing you found wherever. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And it's also a bit investing. When mm-hmm. you buy a beautiful blazer, so you're gonna have that for a long time. So I think that like like not looking at home decor items as being some I don't want to be disposable but things that you can just mm-hmm. get rid of I don't like a sofa you should spend enough money that it's going to last for a yes. while or like to the point that you could have it reupholstered mm-hmm. versus not necessarily like disposing of it when it, it starts to show its age mm-hmm. and like that to me is a whole other side of this industry where like because we all of a sudden change our minds about something it goes into a landfill versus reupholstering it or, or choosing things that you're going to love forever or right. for a really long time or that you will pass on to your family or, uh, and not to say that it all has to be this traditional or very mid-century mm. or things that will only age well there has to be these moments of trend mm. and just fun but i think thinking about it from that perspective can help people
1: too. oh yeah absolutely that's that's great it's it's just so funny when i hear you say it it's like you're saying the thoughts in my head like this is what i yeah. i a hundred percent believe that just so much is so oh, throwaway in this society good. and just to hear yeah, oh, a true. professional say like no no you don't have to run out and get the latest thing it's like just such a breath yeah. of fresh air because you don't need to have that to make your space look amazing
0: I mm-hmm. agree. and it's tricky though because like sometimes the new thing is the cheaper right? thing, like the again like the online shopping mm-hmm. like click and delivery and so it's like quick and easy and you have it and, but it's the the life span of those pieces and although new and affordable i i don't know i that's where i would say be patient like spend a little more money on that piece and then the rug will come Mm -hmm. later spend a little more money on that piece and then like just you can save money on the drapery don't go custom just do some ready-made panels like there's always ways about And that's what I mean when it's evolving. Mm -hmm. So maybe you you do choose actually with like heavier drapery with blackouts so you go get something custom made. But that doesn't all have to happen overnight. Like I think that's especially when you're doing it yourself and Mm. and there's a budget involved. But
1: I love that. I guess it all depends. Mm -hmm. But patience. That's it. I love that. That's yeah. yeah. It
0: really is. People don't think of that
1: when they think like a design element. They don't think patience. They want to do it right now. So that's a great piece of advice. Really good. So crazy. speaking of patience, this is kind of the other side of the coin yeah. what is one thing mm-hmm. people can do in their space right now to make it look better
0: I did not kind of touched on this but I always say this but it's install a dimmer oh. like I I'm a big advocate of switched outlets mm-hmm. so meaning that your lamps can be it's kind of annoying especially if your alarm clock's plugged in so <laughs> your lamp can be like associated with a light mm-hmm. switch um, and when that light switch is on a dimmer the ability to just be able to control the light oh, levels to meet yeah. into the space entirely especially like entertaining and mm-hmm. everything gets moodier and more sultry and more i don't know just more thoughtful mm-hmm. but that's literally lighting um and also i think editing is a big oh, one yeah. um sometimes especially when you've been in a space for a while or <clears throat> it's kind of maybe it's all decorated at once it's it more so just back. Um, and, and, kind of letting the things that you really love the most breathe and kind of sing versus being overpiled like, mm-hmm. I mean time and a place sometimes some rooms look really beautiful like just loaded mm-hmm. um, but it can sometimes feel a little fresher and um, I don't know just a little more welcoming when it's a bit lighter mm-hmm. so just a general edit can sometimes make a difference even like rolling up an old rug and realizing how beautiful your floors mm-hmm. were and throwing down like an inexpensive hide might like the effects and like completely change a right. room and and really kind of bring a contemporary edge mm-hmm. to what might be a lot more traditional mm-hmm. but yeah
1: you said that so beautifully like letting pairing it back and letting your your room sing that was gorgeous and that's like yeah. a that oh. needs to be framed and hung on the wall somewhere um but Sorry. it's 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 yeah it's so true and it would yeah. make such a difference clearly, yes yeah, yeah. yeah. Get,
0: i clearly think about this stuff way too much i guess
1: <laughs> oh but that's why we love you uh Oh, okay. And I always feel like mm-hmm. when people talk about editing, I'm like, and get your vacuum out while you're 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 editing. And yeah, oh
0: Vacuuming God. behind totally, that shelf. Totally. Yeah, uh, completely. Yes. A client of mine, we, she, I mean, a few years ago, had really beautiful, like, gorgeous, and like, the fabric was quite expensive anyway. These drapes were really pretty. They were just so bold that they kind of they overwhelm the room a little mm-hmm. bit, especially so. Not over, yeah, they just were the hundred percent focal, and it was a bedroom usually the focal is the bed wall with like the headboard and we kind of had put some near anyway it was we took down these drapes and were reluctant to because of the investment that she mm-hmm. made but it really changed the room because there was just one too many elements mm-hmm. that and all of a sudden the balance was back uh, because of the positioning of the window and and it, it was just a matter of editing kind of it just went a little too mm-hmm. far and then take it back and they're being hemmed and being put in another room that kind of needs that mm-hmm. punch. but And that's another thing I love. is just moving things around from one room to another. It's, I mean, I call it like shopping yes. your home in a sense. But all of a sudden, it completely has changed from one room to another. And you're not getting rid of it, per se. You're just giving it a new home. And
1: so did she love her bedroom when she took those curtains down? Yes, she
0: yeah. really did. I mean, it did mean like having to like patch the like where the hardware mm-hmm. was hung. But like it really changed the space because it's not as much as there were elements I liked about the drapery it just it wasn't necessary mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things so yeah it really it, it looks like it was supposed to be that way oh, now. that's
1: awesome and and for mm-hmm. and that's the other thing about having someone else come in and just saying you know these are great but we can they'd be yeah. better in another space and then it's just creates exactly this different feeling exactly in this room. yeah 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 so what's next for you Joel what projects are you working on
0: well, I mean, right now I'm on a couple of, I mean, kind of major construction projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victorian, like one's a townhouse and one's a, a single family, but major construction. So it's kind of less exciting as we're in kitchen and bathroom right. planning. Not less exciting. I just, it's very daunting because they're, I mean, I, I mean just like any homeowner, there's a lot of decisions mm-hmm. all at once, but we're, I'm doing right now, I think, seven bathrooms at once. Wow. With, I never, I try not to make them like carbon copies of each other, but I clearly have an aesthetic mm-hmm. and, and the clients, so it's just kind of making a balance between the yes. two. But then, uh, in the early, um, I think early December, we're going to be starting, um, a mainly decorating project, which I'm super oh, excited that's about fun. because it's a, yeah, it's a beautiful home that has, is chock full of gorgeous antiques and I, I keep saying it's like right in my wheelhouse because the family wants a refresh. There's so many things they love about the house. There's so many things that they love about their furniture but they know it's just all a little heavy mm-hmm. and a little too traditional so it's going to be this this perfect moment to kind of come in and breathe new light into some of these pieces and i'm excited because we're going to do like a really high gloss ceiling that oh, i've been pumped about for a so while nice. in a tail shade oh, yeah it'll be beautiful so, but they're, they're they're excited to kind of push the envelope but then still kind of stay in the the kind of more traditional mm-hmm. side thing. We're going to source a lot more contemporary art. and Yeah, I'm very excited with that project. Oh,
1: that sounds so great. Well, I hope we get to see pictures on your Instagram or, yeah, or somewhere yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah, that's the plan. Hopefully it will be published. Good. We'll yeah. <laughs> Not that would to be even better. <laughs> yeah,
1: we can see the whole thing. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Joel, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. This was just such a pleasure to chat with you and so much good stuff. Um, yeah, it was wonderful. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, well, thank you.
1: Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed our guest today. Please visit our website, thehuntedandgathered.com, for more information on today's episode, show notes, and links. I'd love to hear your comments, questions, and suggestions for upcoming shows. And remember, it's not about having the best. A home should be a place that makes you feel your best.